What's going on, guys? Zane here with Everything Vive. I want to welcome you back for another episode of the show. I'm here with Ronnie. Ronnie, how's it going, man? It's going great. How are you? Doing fantastic. Uh, happy Martin Luther King Day. Some people, some of you guys might be off. And um, if you are, I hope you're enjoying. And uh, yeah, Ronnie, it's been, it's been a crazy weekend, a crazy last week. And there's a lot of new stuff happening right now. Yeah, I feel like this weekend and then the next few weeks, it's just like jam-packed. And, and this week in particular, there's a lot going on. So Yeah, okay. So let's let's just jump straight into it. Uh, we got a couple, couple of different things we wanted to cover. Um, the first is Sundance, which I unfortunately have never been to, but um, would love to make it out there sometime. But it looks like HTC is going to be bringing a couple of surprises to the... Um, to the festival this year. And I know just looking at the schedule, they're going to have several different apps that they'll be showcasing. I think one of the bigger ones that people are excited about is VR on the mountain, which is an exhibit that'll be running from January 20th to 22nd, but they're going to have a lot of other stuff on there as well. Um, I know there was the, the Pearl Harbor, which released on Viveport uh, a little while back. Um, They're going to have, or they're going to feature The Price of Freedom, which is a game that we actually covered on a Game Talk episode. So they'll, it's going to have some actually interactive content that people will be able to go through. And I, I think what makes uh, something like The Price of Freedom uh, very much relevant to Sundance is, you know, when I was talking about that uh, a couple episodes back, it's got, an, it's got a great narrative to it. And I mean, you know, narrative in the sense that... Uh, it's it's VR. It's a game, so you you know you're not gonna win win any like Golden Globe awards or something like that with this. But for the most part, you know you're gonna have you most of the Vive games that have come out so far, or just VR games in general, have lacked like a certain amount of depth. And so it's cool to see games like this or experiences like this getting some recognition because uh, it's merging two different two different fields to me, which are both very big and both very relevant. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So, and I think it's cool that besides just showing off, like, I mean, Oculus has always had, you know, kind of a presence at Sundance, at least in the last few years. This is really the first year that HTC is going to be bringing a lot of content, which is a very, very good sign. Um, I just think it's cool that rather than just focusing solely on, on, you know, 360 videos and such, that we're actually going to get, you know, rendered three dimensional, like real app experiences. And, and that, and that they're using a lot of these developers are using VR, you know, not even just developers, directors, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. using VR as a way of, of bringing people into the story and a new form of storytelling, you know, separate from just, you know, oh, okay, you can move your head around, whatever. Like, you know, a lot of these cool experiences that I've been seeing lately, you know, are almost like 3D dioramas that you're able to, you know, be a part of go in and kind of look closer, look far away, like pick completely your own angle on how you want to approach something. And it, it really does add a completely different dimension. I mean, similar to how in filmmaking, you know, a, I don't know, like a hand-drawn animation looks completely different from uh, claymation or other types of stop-motion animation. I, the The apps that I've seen that are kind of, you know, more storytelling-focused, uh, narrative-focused, but not really necessarily games per se. I do think they add something special to to the the form of story that's being told. So so that's really cool that they're going to be uh, 
you know, showcasing some of those on, you know, VR on the mountain and just Sundance in general. So, and you, you said that's coming up. That's, that's literally coming up this week, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's this weekend. I know is the VR on the mountain. That's what they gave dates for. Um, okay. I, yeah, I mean, there, so there were two titles that weren't on the list, or at least that I haven't seen anywhere, which I think would be a fantastic addition. And I'm not trying to tell Sundance to make any changes, but you know, just since we're on the topic of narratives, um, all you met, which I think originally came out for Oculus a while back. And while that, that isn't a, um, so it's a, it's a short movie or a short film in VR. Uh, I, th- I want to say it's like 15 to 20 minutes and it's great. Uh, it's, it's fully animated, but um, just being able to look at the animation from any angle adds just, you know, it's such an immersion to the experience and, you know, I don't want to overuse that word, but it really does add something being able to kind of, be in the story for lack of better words. Uh, it's you- so funny that you're, you're mentioning Alumet because oh. <laughs> that was one, that was one of the ones that when uh, my brother and his wife came over this weekend, I, I showed it to them and I hadn't really tried it. And yeah, that was, that was one of the things that was fresh in my mind when I was, oh, when I was nice. just talking. Okay. So like, that's really fun. I, yeah, it's exactly. It's, it's experiences like that. I mean, yeah, continue, but like, I mean, it clearly left a, a strong impression on both of us. So. Oh, and we'll, we'll have to connect. I'd love to get more of your brother's feedback on it, too, because yep, yep. somebody new uh, trying it for the first time. But yeah, so all, all you met is one. And then the other one, which is actually interactive, is Gnomes and Goblins. And I know I know that isn't out and available right now, at least the full version. And uh, for anyone who's not familiar, Gnomes and Goblins is... I guess it's a film, a short film that John Favreau, uh, who's a movie director, he did Iron Man and uh, a bunch of other movies, which which you may or may not have seen, or which you should have seen. I mean, he's he's pretty big deal in Hollywood. So for him to get involved in VR, uh, and he's working with WeVR or Weaver, which is uh, the team that came out with the blue for this, and it's it's interactive. And there's a demo, a free demo out right now that I know is available for the Vive. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's available for Oculus, although. If memory served me right, I think that I think they're strictly sticking with the vibe on this one, just because it came out pretty early on. And if you try the demo, it's there's not it's not it doesn't last long. I want to say like ten to fifteen minutes max. But you kind of drive the story along with your involvement. And one of the things that I know they were trying to do with um, with the interactiveness is that when the characters in the film look you in the eye. It's something like they notice eye contact. So if you're not looking at them, um, it, you know, it triggers something. And if you are looking at them or like make a movement towards them, it triggers some other type of response, which was just really cool. Cause I hadn't been in anything like that um, for, you know, in any, any type of experience. So I hope that, um, you know, somebody's trying to include it in there because I think that would be a really, really cool thing to add. And just from a cinematic and from a storyline and from a film perspective, uh, you know, this is exactly what they're going for in terms of something more interactive. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's all I really had on it. You got anything else on the Sundance stuff? No, no, no. That's it. So, yeah, if anybody's interested, I mean, just, you know, keep track of kind of what's going on with Sundance. I think it was, yeah, the 19th or 20th through, let me let me look up the dates real quick. Yeah, I think, I think Sundance in general starts January 19th and it mm-hmm. ends January 29th. And I think you had, you had quoted that. The VR on the mountain, you know, it was January 20th, I think, through the 22nd. Yeah, that's the only one that I'd seen dates on. But, I mean, I feel like there's going to be stuff going on throughout the entire week. So but Yeah, so just keep keep tabs on it. And, I mean, we'll do the same, I'm sure. Um, but just, yeah, if you're interested in seeing what uh, what kind of more narrative-focused VR experiences are out there, 
uh, keeping track of Sundance and what HTC is bringing there uh, would be a good start. So. Absolutely. And so you were, you mentioned Oculus earlier and how Oculus was a big player um, in previous Sundance fe- festivals. But uh, looking forward, the next item that I have on my list, which uh, was, I guess, a survey that GDC, which is the Game Developers Conference for this year, 2017, um, it's a survey that they ran. And the interesting thing that came back, which I guess is not so surprising since you and I are obviously very, uh, or at least somewhat Vive biased, but um, every category that they put out there, the Vive was in the lead. So some of the categories were games and development, uh, future platform of choice, or just general interest or um, platform exclusive, things like that. So essentially every category where they were talking to developers about you know, their preferences in terms of the different platforms and systems that are out there, the Vive was in the lead. And I guess, like I said, that's not surprising because, you know, just seeing what happened at CES this past week, you know, HTC is doing a really good job staying ahead of the curve. I mean, the touch came out in December and less than a month after that, or about a month after that, you have um, HTC and Vive coming out with more accessories, more features, a wireless solution that is, you know, uh, given the the stamp of verified by the company itself, uh, you know, with TPCast working directly with HTC on this. So, mm-hmm. it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really cool to see, and I'm glad that developers aren't... Um, I guess abandoning the vibe, or eh, not that they would. That's probably the wrong word. They wouldn't abandon the vibe, but uh, you know, there, there's there's just this really big and strong community around Oculus, which I'm not saying is a bad thing. I think that's fantastic, but I, I think it's great to see the vibe getting recognition and having developers be a big part of that community that builds around the vibe. I think is going to be very important for it moving forward. Yeah, no, I agree, and no, definitely. I mean, I I, I think you're definitely right. I mean, if you look at just general. VR headlines right now. I mean, I think in the past there have definitely been, you know, weeks or months there where there's a lot of big news coming out of Oculus or it looks like, you know, the fact that they have everything really nice and organized there, that there was just, you know, a lot in the works. You kind of had a feeling. I think the momentum's kind of shifted and, and it, and as of late, more and more of these big stories are coming out of HTC and the Vive and and projects surrounding the Vive rather than Oculus. So I think it's a, a really cool, cool sign. And I think, um, I think, I think all of those, all, you know, the results that came back from the surveys kind of go to show you that, you know, right now HTC does have a lot of momentum. So it's, that's good to hear. Absolutely. Well, I mean, either way, it'll be exciting to see uh, where things go from here. Uh, and I think GDC is something that you and I have on our radar because I think there's going to be a lot of interesting things that happen. And that's, I believe that's happening late February, correct? Yeah, that's right. And yeah, GDC just in general is super, super fascinating. If if you like the technical side, art, the art side, just anything, you know, anything involving how games are made and kind of what the processes are like and you want to keep up with the industry. I feel like, you know, the lectures are usually streamable online and it really gives people that want kind of a more inside in depth look, uh, a great opportunity to learn a lot. So I, every year I look forward to GDC and this year is going to be no different. And I think, you know, more and more GDC's, you know, kind of been focused on, on VR since that's really the most exciting thing in the, in the development space right now. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually, this this might be kind of a tangent in 
for in terms of news, but it's it's actually somewhat relevant. I, I want to actually reference the article you sent me last week that we were kind of getting really excited about, which was the yeah. the one with with Epic's Tim Sweeney. Yep, and, yep, uh, yep. He was being interviewed, I think, by Glixel. Glixel, yeah. Uh, yeah, we, yeah, we can. Uh, I, I can look that up and actually put that in the show notes if anybody's interested. But okay. uh, just in talking about gaming, for uh, so if you if you get a chance to read the article, if you're interested even remotely in VR or the future of tech, uh, I think you'll find it absolutely fascinating how he views uh, where we will be in the next twelve years. And um, I, there were a couple of things that stood out. Well, the, the first and foremost, just because um, we're talking about GDC and game developers, uh, one of the things that he had mentioned was how no technology is old enough or slow enough or whatever for gaming. Um, you know, he talked about like the progression of VR and how we're slowly getting there. Um, you know, in terms of it being, I guess, on a mass-produced level. But you know, you look back at arcades where those you know those arcade systems they weren't good enough to be like a regular computer but they were good enough for games and you look at like mobile phones and like the games that people had on there so it's it's like where vr is right now the technology might not be wherever we're headed it might not be on that mass level but it's good enough for games and so i feel yeah, like it's good enough for games that and, makes sense yeah and so and so you know I feel like gaming and like especially something like GDC, you're always going to see people who are taking the current technology and utilizing it to its most, which I'm not going to say is going to push the technology further, but I think it does its fair share of utilizing technology, maximizing it out, and and hopefully um, finding new and creative areas to exploit the, the different advantages that you'd have with this technology and show areas where you can improve. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, it's interesting in that respect because, yeah, it's... A- it's very much a driver of new technology. So, you know, yeah, like you were saying, like with cell phones and such, like, yeah, some of the earliest implementations of mobile hardware or this is is finding implementations for games. And then later as the technology gets better and better, eventually it gets to that point where, you know, everyone's using it for some other social, you know, use or some. So, yeah, so that's really interesting. And, and I agree. His article is, I mean, for anybody out there that, you know, is kind of a futurist or kind of wants to, I mean, this is a guy that uh, very much has been on the technical side and has had, you know, a, a very big role in how, you know, not only PC games, but all games have developed over the last, you know, couple decades here. And he puts a lot of very, very interesting ideas out there as to, you know, where this stuff is headed. So it, and just just for context, because I, I I'm still learning a lot of this myself. So for anybody who's listening, uh, Tim Sweeney is the creator of the Unreal Engine or Unreal Engine, um, and uh, that powers actually a lot of the games that are out on VR right now, or just games in general. But uh, you know, I, I think what is it? it's Unreal and Unity that are probably the two biggest players right now. Yep. If I'm correct, so yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah. So it, that's that's. Um, you know he he's got a really good finger on the pulse of like where VR and the future is headed. So, I'll, okay, I'll make sure to put that in the show notes so people can can link to it, check it out, and let us know what you guys think. I mean, I was I was just totally blown away by the article, and again, a lot of it is is still somewhat um, theoretical. But I think what blew my mind, and sorry for keeping this tangent going, but uh, another thing that blew my mind was, you know, January 2017, I think we're exactly 10 years from when the first iPhone was announced. I think it was January 2007, because he mentioned that in the article as well. And uh, 
to me, just to see how much life has changed, how dependent we've become on cell phones. But actually, that's that's not what I'm trying to focus on. But how how powerful these computers in our pockets and these mobile devices that we have have become in just ten years, and how they've shaped the world completely. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, ten year ten years is a long time when it comes to technology, and especially like technology that's advancing at such a rapid rate. So. Year one, you have the Vive. Year, uh, sorry, you, you know, uh, at launch you have the Vive. Year one, you have a wireless solution. You know what? What comes next? What's going to happen in years two through ten? I'm excited. Yeah, no, and and yeah, and one of the other, yeah, I, like you said, I know this is just technically a tangent, but I just one of the other interesting things I thought he mentioned in the article was kind of if you look at technology, it's not always this just like clear linear like okay, a new technology is released, you know, from day one it's going to be mind blowing, and it just Everyone adopts it as soon as it's released, and boom, it's, you know, changed the world right away. Like, no, like, I mean, if you look at cell phones, and I mean, a lot of what made the, I, the iPhone what the iPhone was, you know, was in other technologies, and there were other attempts at that type of thing, you know, prior to its release. You, you had trios and palms and whatnot, and they all did something very important and unique, but it wasn't until, you know, the iPhone came where really those technologies had matured to the point where, boom, like it, you know, huge milestone. And just, you know, similarly, when you look at VR, you know it's going to be game-changing. You know it's going to lead to, you know, not just, you know, new types of gaming experiences, but really it's going to probably bring about, you know, huge change in society, I think. And that's what some of his article talks about is the potential for that. And just looking at it, you know, how past uh, technologies have kind of progressed and, and, and kind of moved from, you know, something like an early adopter, kind of new, exciting tech to something that, you know, becomes indispensable and everybody is basically on board. And so that that was another kind of interesting thing I took away from it. Yeah, so. yep. but. Yeah, right, well, if that, you was, wanna... that was that was a good tangent, though. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it is. It was a long no, tangent. It's but worth anyone. It's I think worth anyone the read. That's interested if yeah, we didn't mention it previously, but we, were I don't, we should have just like... included that. Well, whatever. Now it's it's unofficially on the back end included as part of <laughs> what we what we were planning to talk about in this episode. Agreed. So. Agreed. Um, awesome. Okay, so that's really all we got. There's one more thing, which, uh, Ronnie, you brought to my attention and this is actually very important, very relevant for anybody listening to this now, Monday night or, um, or on Tuesday at any point. So, yep. So basically, yeah, just wanted to make sure everybody knew about this before it happened. So, you know, this is going to be, you know, we're putting this up on the night of the 16th. So tomorrow is January 17th. And at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time here in the U.S., uh, Gabe Newell, the uh, CEO, you know, co-founder of Valve, um, or I guess he's not CEO, he's president, I should say. So so co-founder and president of Valve um, is going to be doing an Ask Ask Me Anything or AMA on Reddit. So that is very, very cool. Gabe Newell is, you know, not only is he obviously a visionary in the, the PC uh, gaming world, but also in VR, and he's very candid, and he really, uh, you know, basically is is he's very free in in the types of responses he gives out to people's questions, and he's very, you know, very very interesting to listen to, and has so much insight. So I would definitely recommend anyone that is free, you know, three p.m. Pacific Standard Time tomorrow uh, to go and, and give that a look. I 
there's not a whole lot of information out there yet um, as to how long it's going to be or anything like that. But but you know you can join in. I think at the it's the underscore Gaben like Gabe and then the the letter N for his last name. So the underscore Gaben subreddit and uh, yeah tomorrow Tuesday January seventeenth at three p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, go and go and check it out. Put in questions if you have them. If not, you know just listen and chances are you're going to hear some pretty interesting stuff about VR and about technology and, you know, entrepreneurialism, who knows what. So, yeah, for sure. I mean, I just thinking about it now in, in the next seven days, I can see stuff that he mentions tomorrow being in articles that are released later on in the week that exactly. we cover, <laughs> that we cover no, that's, next week. That's you definitely know what I mean? happened. So, that's definitely yeah, happened where he's off the cuff. Someone, I mean, Theoretically, whoever is listening to this podcast could ultimately ask a question if they, you know, if they're there for the AMA that wouldn't have been asked, and he might give a response that he wouldn't have given otherwise, and that leads to a piece of news that wouldn't have existed. So, yeah. So anyone that's interested and has, you know, questions that they might want to pose for 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 Mister Newell, like you know, you should definitely start thinking now and, and be there for, for the AMA tomorrow on, on the subreddit. Most definitely. Cool. Well, that's all we have for today. But one last thing is uh, we actually should have done this at the beginning, or at least said we were going to do it at the beginning. Um, we want to say thank you again uh, for all the feedback. It's It's been great. Uh, so for anyone who may not have heard the episode, what is it, episode number 47 from last Wednesday, uh, that we did, we were we're giving away Steam gift card, but that was in exchange for just your guys' comments, feedback, uh, places that we can improve, things that you like. Uh, we were specifically focused on the formatting of the show and for the uh, interview requests. As now that 2017 is underway, and there's been a heck of a lot of stuff that's been released since that we're we're still digesting. Uh, we want to be able to get these developers on and give you guys behind the scenes look, and so. We do appreciate all the feedback that we got uh, on that on that YouTube um, on that sorry on that episode, but it was through YouTube that you guys were commenting. And so, that being said, we picked a name at random beforehand, and the name that we got, and this is the YouTube um, YouTube username, is John Brown. So thank you guys all again. Uh, but John Brown, make sure you shoot us a message on our channel, and uh, just. Just because I know some other people were having issues not being able to see our replies, at least not in a timely manner for some reason. John, if you get this um, and you're going to shoot us a message, just maybe put some other contact information if there's an email address or something that you're comfortable with, uh, just so that we can also contact you there in case for some reason YouTube's being funky and we can't um, you know, respond right away because, you know, just, just going through, I, I manage the channel myself. And so I, I, I try and go through as soon as I get a message from you guys for these steam giveaways and stuff like that. I, I try to get, get the message responded to within a matter of hopefully like an hour or less. But uh, I know there have been some times where people will come back and say that they never got the message or something. And so I just, just want to say that this might be a better strategy moving forward so that you guys aren't waiting too long to, 
to jump into the games or to get the, the Steam gift card as is advertised for today. So thank you, John, again for for your feedback. And thank you all again for your feedback. And, you know, please keep it coming. I know we're, we're not going to offer a, a Steam gift card every week, but, you know, any type of feedback, we would appreciate it. Any type of constructive criticism is definitely appreciated because, you know, this, this show's for you guys and we want to be able to create something and put out stuff and content that you guys uh, would enjoy. So that being said, Ronnie, you got anything else to add? No, that's it. So uh, yeah, happy MLK day for those in the U S and we will talk to you soon. Yep. Sounds good. Take care. Talk soon.